0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness. I'm your host, Ant, and producer of the show. And once again, I'm joined by my co host, Heather Heaton. Good to have you back, Heather. Hello, Ant. Yes, she good, good to be here again. She is our resident shamanic practitioner and counsellor, as I'm sure you're all aware. So oh. It's good to have you back again. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. So, the title of today's show is called walk a mile in my moccasins and now this what we're introducing today is a whole new um series so it'll be a whole new series of recordings and episodes on the podcast so just to introduce Heather for our listeners the context of this quote how it came about yes and basically why um, as the host I found it interesting and why I want to bring the concept of it to our listeners so just to explain to our listeners the um We were having a discussion recently in the last few months. You and me, that is. Yeah, Heather and myself. And and Heather um, brought me this phrase, uh, awareness of this phrase, uh, walk a mile in my moccasins.
1: Or walk a mile in his moccasins. Walk a mile in his moccasins,
0: which is the original phrase. Thank you for that. Basically due to her shamanic um, background. So we discussed this phrase more and more. And then I realised, actually... How relevant it is to everyday life, and how interesting it might be to explain it in the context of recordings or episodes for discerning consciousness
1: it it um it, it's understood that it came from um native American because the word moccasins is part of of uh, it brings of the that title. image to mind yes. But I will say at this point that it's very interesting that it didn't come from Native American. Oh, really? At all. It's a poem written by a woman, what, just over a century ago, I think. But I'll elaborate upon that as we go on through Ant. Right, Okay. But the discussion that we had um, that you fully realised that it applies to so many... Um, situations and difficulties life in queries, life, yeah, Yeah. dilemmas, yeah, and then you, then you, you thought, well, that would be very, very interesting to, to, to do a, a show on, and the more we talked about it, you realised that there was quite a few subjects.
0: Mm. I mean, what came to light like, just to expand on what Heather's saying is that it kind of opened out to a whole series of commonly asked questions that people. Have come, to, have come to you regarding... Yeah, over the years. Over the years. Yeah. And then we managed to scribble down this long list of about 12 um, sort of areas of discussion, which we both mm. looked at and thought, how interesting that would be mm. to discuss... And share with our listeners, and it's a way obviously you can share your knowledge as well.
1: Thank you. <laughs> as long as I've got enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there is a tre- tremendous um, amount of anxieties and uh, confusions that people come across in lives. They actually are quite common. They, they go through, and mm. like, a, like you said, over the years, I've come across the these common queries and um, maybe confusions or worries um over and over again and it always brings to my mind the phrase walk a mile in his moccasins sure, sure. which we will go on to explain sure
0: we'll explain a little bit more about the context of that mm. but just to go on what we'll do is give our listeners a little bit of a flavor so they know a little bit of heads up for future episodes what, what we might be covering so that'd be interesting so what mm. we've got here is three points really <clears throat> for future episodes on this theme first one is um certain person or people in my life are giving me problems how do i deal with this so that's an interesting one yeah
1: um and of course that's uh, <laughs> you know because you know Ant that i i do um sort of do tarot card reading and mm. and teaching mm. um and uh, that is one that pops up I'm very sure. very often in mm. um queries uh through the tarot cards I'm sure. how do i deal with this situation with these people with this person
0: sure just to move on to the um, the, other, uh, the second and the third. second one is a very common one uh, that people might have a query uh, with regards to is, am I on my spiritual path? I mean, it can feel very sort of <laughs> um, amorphous or prosaic. I mean, we might say, oh, I'm spiritual or I'm trying to develop yeah. myself on my spiritual path. But, yeah. I mean, what does that mean? And you must have people that come to you. Oh, it's big. It. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. a big
1: one. Um, there are a lot of people that have found... Um, information or tuition or read books relevant to the bigger picture as in i'm a human being in society and there's there's more to me than that which Mm. is the we would say the more spiritual side um and um it's like well am i on my spiritual path what does that mean what what is is it what does it look Mm. like Mm. so it's a big one
0: yeah and then just the third little teaser for our listeners is i feel like there is something important i should be Doing with my life, in other words, you know what what that is, and that kind of mm. um, covers the area also of personal development as well.
1: People come with that, and I know exactly where they are when they come to me with that question. It, they're at a crossroads. They're at a crossroads of seeing life or their world yeah. differently, different right. perspective, sure. um, and they can feel something's calling them, mm. and. If they get stuck at that crossroads, people get more and more distressed. Believe it yeah, or not, I'm it's interesting. I'm sure. Absolutely, yeah. um, and of course, it's my job. Uh, my job is to help them bring forward what their lives have been telling them up until that point and then help them decide what to do next so
0: you can you'd look at the indications and then obviously give them maybe help them with a plan for the future oh the
1: difference it makes in people once they go forward so they choose left right or forward (laughs) shall we say at the crossroads um but having you know got a a clearer view on what is left what Mm. is right and what is forward it all starts to fall into place and make sense and they charge forward in their in their ordinary lives as well as their spiritual development okay, lives great. for sure for yeah so having given yeah, our listeners important.
0: a little taster of what this show future episodes will be about i wonder if we could return to the poem now so do you
1: actually have a copy of this poem yes the poem okay let me just give you this little bit of background about this poem yeah um it's um it's called walk a mile in his moccasins right,
0: but we've rephrased it
1: we've rephrased that to make it more personal and intimate mm-hmm. for the series and we call it walk a mile in my moccasins just make that clear um and that it was actually written by a lady called mary t luthrop okay
0: um how's that spelled then?
1: l-u-t-h-r-a-p okay luthrop I think I call it, I think yeah. it's uh, that, in 1895, Right, that's just over a hundred years ago, um, yeah. yeah over a hundred years ago, um, so I don't know what her background was but it doesn't sound Native American to be honest, right. although obviously for her to use the word moccasin, I think she was in America, she must have had an awareness, during that, that sure. early time of settlers and um, development of America where the... Native Americans were still involved. So I believe it's
0: got 11 quite relatively short verses. Well,
1: it has. Yeah, they are short verses. It is 11. I'm hoping that everybody will um, stay with me on this because I think it's worth it. Is it okay if I read all of them? Please do. um, Okay. There was an original title to this poem, Mm. which I will say she called Judge Softly. Right so that tells you a lot i think let me go through the um verses one by one yeah I hope everybody bears with me because i think it's worth it okay yeah. pray don't find fault with the man that limps or stumbles along the road unless you have worn the moccasins he wears or stumbled beneath the the same load there may be tears in his soul's That hurt, I'm sorry, I'll say that again. There may be tears in his soles that hurt through hidden, though hidden away from view. The burden he bears placed on your back may cause you to stumble and fall too. Don't sneer at the man who is down today unless you have felt the same blow that caused his fall or felt the same that only the fallen knows. You may be strong, but still the blows that were his, unknown to you in the same way, may cause you to stagger and fall too. Don't be too harsh with the man that sins, or pout him with words or stones or disdain, unless you are sure you have no sins of your own, and it's only wisdom and love that your heart contains for you know if the tempers tempered voice tempereds voice should whisper as soft to you as it did to him when he went astray it might cause you to falter too just walk a mile in his moccasins before you abuse criticize And accuse, if just for one hour you could find a way to see through his eyes instead of your own muse. Wow. I believe you'd be surprised to see that you've been blind and narrow-minded, even unkind. There are people on reservations and in the ghettos who have so little hope and too much worry on their minds. The next bit. Brother, there but for the grace of God go you and I. Just for a moment, slip into his mind and traditions, and see the world through his spirit and eyes. Before you cast a stone or falsely judge his conditions, remember to walk a mile in his moccasins, and remember the lessons of hum- of humanity taught to you by your elders. We will be known forever by the tracks we leave in other people's lives, our kindnesses and generosity. Take time to walk a mile in his moccasins. Wow,
0: that's very powerful
1: stuff. I'm sure our listeners would agree. And you can look it up online. Right. You can. So anybody who wants to go over again... Um, And it is powerful, and Mm. what a remarkable lady Mm. she was Mm. to write that, Mm. yes. A lot
0: of foresight in there as well. Take
1: notice, it does uh, uh, allude to ghettos, Mm. um, as well as tribes, shall Mm. we say. So we were were looking at every type of situation throughout our world.
0: I would say there was one particular verse that stood out for me, Uh Um, it was very powerful so I wonder if I could just share that with you and our listeners so it was the verse that started um, um, there may be tears in his souls that hurt though hidden away from view the burden he bears placed on your back may cause you to stumble and fall too and what I really like about that is it just brings to the awareness uh, for me personally why I feel it's so powerful is it's so easy to judge people without having an awareness of you know what what burdens or troubles they might be having or how what difficulties they're having in life and yet it's so easy to just judge them on appearances or how they're presenting but we have no idea what burdens they have so you know we should always try and um, have discernment when we're um you know trying to understand that person rather than just come to a quick judgment yes yes
1: um it's it's quite astounding, I think, if we all, all of us, I mean, including you and me, um, mm. Antonis, mm. um, that if you look back through your life, you'll find that you were probably, we have been probably looking at, well, I've got, I've got a little list here, um, ethnic groups, nationalities, skin mm. color, language, nation to nation, c- customs. Mm. And we might look, and we probably have looked, add other peoples throughout the world or people close to us in a, a very critical manner because yeah. we haven't been where they've been sure can i tell a story of mahatma gandhi yeah uh, the mahatma yeah. <clears throat> i've got a feeling i've told this story before on your podcast anthony right. um but um i don't think it wears thin by keep telling it remember the division that was created in india for pakistan and after
0: the second world
1: war yeah, yeah the and if you remember uh that there was dreadful dreadful fighting death maiming mm-hmm. destruction of the two different groups the yeah. two religious groups that were happily living side by side and in support him, of each Hindu other sikhs and muslims yeah and they were all happily and then Somebody within the political organisation decided that they wanted a state of their own, mm. and I believe that was to do with the Sikhs. But don't quote me. Mm. Um, um, and then the the fighting broke out as a rule, and there was just fighting all over the country, and it was it was dreadful destruction. And the Mahatma said that he couldn't sit comfortably in a lifestyle. Mm. Knowing that he'd been a part of the political... Well, the decision-making, yeah. Of the decision-making to make this. Because I believe he tried to stop it happening for quite a long time and he couldn't in the end. That's right. But he did involve himself in the whole political um, um, talks um, and discussions. Um, So he said he is partly responsible, he believes. Mm. And um, as responsible, how can he sit comfortably Mm. while all others are suffering... He, so, he's, the only thing he could do was deprive himself of food. Right. To, so that he wasn't being comfortable. So, he wasn't being a martyr. Mm. He was just not being superior or mm. elite. Mm. Um, I think that's the point. Um, and so um, he did this. Now, the only reason this fighting stopped was because the whole nation heard that it was killing. Mm. He was dying as a result. Sure. And eventually, they finally completely stopped the fighting. Mm. Um, he, he didn't do it for that reason, but that's what happened. They stopped fighting because they heard the Mahatma was dying, and they made represent they made
0: representations towards him, didn't they? They kept come, going Some to representatives. Political represent, leaders look, and things, know, yeah.
1: Yes, I mean mm. uh, he stopped. He stopped, and soon after it stopped, and he was recovering. He was still in a very, very poorly state and a lot of pain. Mm. Um, but the, this this um, young this man came to him, full of panic. Um, so I need to speak to him. I need to speak to him. Oh And he said, yeah, yeah, let him come. And he said, please, Bapu, they called him, which is father. Yeah. Um, Bapu, Bapu, please help me. Help me. I've done something dreadful. I've done something dreadful. And he said, OK, what is it, my son? He said... He said um, though these words aren't a quote I have to say these are my memory of of the story Um, he said what have you done he said uh, uh, there's this boy this young boy here this young boy he said during the fighting he said I killed his father because I killed his father and he said well why did you kill his father he said we were all fighting Mm. he said yeah but why did you kill his father he said because he is the other religion and he said you know, so why did you kill him? He said, well, because we were all killing the other religion. <laughs> oh, how sad is that? So he said, "Baba, please tell me what do I do? Because, you know, I'm going to go to hell. Please help me. I I, I need to, this poor boy has now not got a father to bring him up. He said, well, you must bring him up yourself in your own household as your son. And so the man said, oh, yes, that's, I, I will do that. I will do that. I I I will bring him up. He will be my son. So, and then Gandhi added, but in his father's religion. Mm. And the man said, I can't do that. He said, but you can kill his father. He said, but I can't, I can't do that. He said, well, why can't you do that? He said, I don't know anything about his father's religion. He Mm. said, but you killed his father for it.
0: Yeah, that's the profundity
1: and to me that's everything about walking Uh, so uh, the mahatma was saying now you're going to walk a mile Mm. in the shoes of the other man's religion Mm. and you're going to get to know Mm. its worthiness and Mm. its faults the Mm. same as your own religion you're going to get to know Mm. and i find that fascinating absolutely Mm. fascinating so for me, that epitomises a, walk a mile in my moccasins to understand a, my view on world and my understanding. I'm sure our
0: listeners would agree that's a very, yeah, very apt example. Yeah, very profound, yeah. yeah. And amazing to think that Gandhi had that level of profoundness or profundity when he was probably close to death. Yes, he was, if too. He was be on a fast for all those yeah, days. Yeah, he was having
1: to be held up to stand, mm. I mean, at that stage. Because, of course, that wasn't the only time he fasted. Mm. But he fasted for similar reasons at, at other times, and... Uh, and so really, I think it was probably a blessing that in the end he was, he was assassinated, sure. <laughs> shot and died very quickly mm. because the man had known so much suffering. So anyway, I that's... wonder if we could bring, bring
0: our attention on, back to the phrase, uh, walk a mile in my moccasins, and this idea that we've just um, <clears throat> bringing to our attention of our listeners, this idea of judgment versus discernment. I wonder if we can mm. explore that a little bit more. I mean, I'd like to put my own input in that I know personally... I'm sure many of us can relate to this. It's always very judgment is always tends to be seen as negative, doesn't it? When you make a judgment about someone. Well,
1: I'll, 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 I'll pop in here and say I feel that judgment um is shall I say in general society mm. as seen as a good thing, mm. whereas you'll find in the alternative world is being explored over the years mm. as maybe. Uh, not seeing both sides of the picture mm. uh, if you're in a judging position you're in a superior position or mm. an elite position mm. therefore you're looking down on sure. and maybe judging somebody else as incorrect or lesser than yourself in mm. some way so the alternative world have started to understand the limitations sure. of <clears throat> being in a judging position because i would just to add to that uh, to flesh it, flesh it out
0: a bit more i think that those that you know have no interest in uh, the spiritual world or understanding things on a deeper level would say oh, it's far too simplistic just to say well you know at the end of the day you have to see everyone else in this favorable light you have to understand them do you know what i mean there is this kind of this understanding that all oh, that's that's a simplistic approach but that's not what we're, what we're talking about here is
1: it no because judgments causes divisions yeah always causes divisions it mm. always says you're in that group. I'm in this group, which mm. is very animalistic. I think. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Very primal. Or very pack animal. And that we're supposed to, you know, the alternative world is about look at learning to to evolve beyond sure. the primal yeah. um, kill or be killed type of thing, mm. um, and that's what it's about. Um, so we're looking, at, we the the investigation into that concept mm. and that ancient knowledge teaching that brings us this understanding, is then we can use the word discernment mm. to replace judgment.
0: Okay. So if we're not if we're not judging and we're discerning, mm. what does that um, what does that look like? Say we've we've got in an argument with uh, uh, maybe a family member or a friend. What do we need to do to begin to bring discernment to our understanding of what might be a difficult situation? Well,
1: this is what Walk a Mile in My Moccasins is all about. It's mm. saying, well, look, okay, I can see one side of the picture, which is the judgment. Mm. What's the other side? Mm. Where does that person come from? Where does that culture come from? Where does that nation come from mm. in coming to to, to this, mm. um, this approach? Mm um very often well i think just about always but you know i can be argued with but um discernment can not only give you your original judging view Mm. but it can give you um a a counterbalance view Mm. from another side Mm. so it gives you a bigger picture
0: so the empowerment when you're using discernment comes from this idea that you can see more of the actual map or the actual reality of what's occurring, as I say, if it is an ongoing uh, disagreement between two people, if you're using discernment, you've got the ability to actually look at the other person's perspective and say, Oh yeah, I can actually understand why they see things like that rather than just, Well, they're wrong, they should see it like me which again is common everyday societal approach to kind of arguments.
1: It is it's 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 tribal thinking. yeah. yeah is. Um, that is very tribal thinking, I think and again it is quite primal, but we still bring it into our society. I think we use judgment but we could still use discernment to mm. understand who we are. Mm. There's nothing wrong with being proud of our culture, yeah. our way of doing things. I, I, it's identity, mm. self-identity, mm. identity of where who you belong to, the group you belong to. Take football groups, football yeah, yeah, teams, sure. football followers. It's the epitome
0: of tribalism. Isn't that it?
1: that is, and completely, that's what it's all about.
0: Sure.
1: But if you have discernment, you understand that the other team's followers. Yeah. Down the road, shall Mm. we say, like what we have here? We have Southampton, the Saints, yeah, and then you have Portsmouth, about
0: 15 miles down the end. Yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah. Portsmouth, they're not the cherries, are they? Is that no, no, that's that's Bournemouth, is it? Well, they're Bournemouth, and I can't think of what Portsmouth, sorry, people, but I've forgotten portsmouth um, uh, familiar name, Mm. um but to think that one is wrong mm. the other group is wrong for some reason mm. is where we get judgment and we start to see ourselves as superior and then we start division mm. if we understand that they're a team of people with followers the same as we are mm. um and that we're coming together to have this competitive game mm. then we don't We're less likely to have fighting clashes sure. uh, <laughs> on the way out of the, the grounds and maybe need, need less police force to keep them the two teams followers separate, fans separate. Do you see what I mean? So
0: what you're saying is in a, in essence, if we just just follow judgment rather than integrating um, discernment it leads to to blindness really because we can't yeah. we can't take on board the other side or the other person's perspective at yeah.
1: all but if we were growing up in the other third person's it's like the gandhi story mm. Mm. if if that man had been brought up in the other the man, man's religion yeah who he'd killed um how weird is that mm. he would have seen the truth of that religion So each one of them were probably thinking their religion was superior. Mm. Which is the problem?
0: Obviously, as your role as a shamanic practitioner and counselor, you have people that come to you, and very commonly, what their queries will be around, you know, issues with work colleagues, managers, families, parents. So they'll have this ongoing issue with this person. Now, how does you know? As obviously, um, you're a healer, we're trying to facilitate that healing, Mm -hmm. and make your client understand their role in this process so help them Mm. to discover discernment i mean what sort of is there a role that karma plays in in that in terms of these events Mm. coming to your clients repeatedly Mm. or similar types of events
1: let me just pop in there first Mm. like i do um pop in there that the 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 basis of if you could put shamanism in 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 just one title which is very hard or one phrase it's one of those it's very difficult to do that yes it's very difficult to do that but i will say that the whole work of shamanism which it is for a lot of other traditions as well i'm not just highlighting the one is to bring things back to harmony
0: yeah
1: it's to harmonize and that's why we're looking at the harmony that that you can bring about by looking at the discernment versus judgment Mm. um uh, and i always see it as um the uh, the scales shall we say weighted scales yeah and on one end you've got judgment on the other extreme end you've got discernment Mm. and in the middle you've got a view of both and keeping the whole thing balanced So with
0: the 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 fulcrum the center would that be where you'd find the truth
1: that's the essence of truth isn't Mm. it that's the center of truth whereas you can see both quite clearly therefore
0: and you don't get emotionally pulled by the polarity you're in a place of
1: wisdom then that that's there so uh, that's what a lot of ancient traditions as per shamanism Mm. is um is 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 enabling learners Mm. pupils um anybody wanting to walk the the passage shall we Mm. say of uh discovery Mm. right and therefore karma Mm. and so what 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 how does that involve karma um Right. If you um okay, let me say if you have a very strong judgment mm. against a particular person mm. and I can tell you a story here too. A particular person or a group of people or a culture or a earlier, yeah. Exactly. Mm. If you if you have that, you will take that discontent. Yeah into that's a very
0: strong emotion as well isn't
1: it well that's it it is emotion isn't it Mm. it is emotion if you can take that into the spirit world at some point you might feel the need somehow whether you go into the light or you go into the light that you need healing from it you Mm. need not to be weighed down or restricted by that discontent emotional energy that you're taking through because remember it comes from this vibration the emotions of the human animal sure it's coming from those emotions so when you go into the other finer vibrations when you move on you leave your body behind because that's where it belongs but you generated those heavy emotions Mm. from that part of your existence Mm. So it's a heavy vibration that actually can't seem to pass into. Mm. See, it's a sieve or like oh, netting or something. Yeah, it's it almost like to, a
0: threshold. It's
1: like a, it, can't, it, can't, it, 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 it can't pass through. It's too thick mm. to pass through. Mm. And it sort of uh, pulls you back.
0: Sure.
1: It, it sort of weighs you down here. So some people have not gone into the light where they're very, very discontent, shall we say. Mm. Are stuck in the in-between bit. But they mm. they're, they're stuck tethered to this vibration shall we say Mm. others can take it into the light but they probably have some sort of support and help Mm. to decide what to do about it because they can't go any further there are further as i understand there is further places to go Mm. then they will go then they will decide to come back and work it again in some situation in a new life now that's Mm. karma so it's just working something that you 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 you've left with that doesn't belong. Going further into the finer vibrations so of evolution so if of I, the I, spirit,
0: shall so we so say? I'm just summarise that for myself and our listeners, basically. Yes. <laughs> so that there might be, um, for example, you might have um, an issue with your boss, and there's a certain there's a certain shape or feel to that issue that you know um, that may repeat in other uh, instances with people in your life. And what you're saying is, if you don't heal that if you don't get to the root of that and use whatever spiritual practice or tradition you know will help you do that that root or that kernel if you don't heal that within yourself mm-hmm. then within that's just going to repeat uh, in other life incarnations or soul incarnations is that correct is that profound it
1: tether's you to this vibration because it's uh, it's it's seeded and grown in this vibration and mm-hmm. so it's of this physics let's mm. see it as physics i mean mm. it is a genuine physics mm. um and it, it the physics uh, uh it, it is created in this physics the mm. physics of that heavy energy mm. is of this physics in this this uh, physical world mm. so it it tethers you here and therefore you get an opportunity to come back and work it again so you release yourself you'll free yourself from it mm. and are you,
0: are you
1: and you come into uh, so yes so it when you come back when you are having an experience and that for me again is going back to um going back to the um mahatma gandhi story um the man was in this lifetime having an opportunity to step into the shoes Mm. of the person the man he killed of the other religion yeah to walk it, to walk with that while he's teaching mm. his adopt, now adoptive son. Mm. So he would be able to come to an understanding of both religions before he goes on into the spirit world. Mm. So he's actually working that karma. So maybe something like that happened in a previous lifetime. Sure, yeah. So that's where karma comes into it.
0: Thank you for that.
1: Um yes it's when you are having a difficulty in this lifetime that's when to get curious about it rather than alienating Mm. Mm. is what walking a mile in my moccasins about and discernment versus judgment Mm. does that Mm. make sense they are they are
0: they are i think it's key really this concept of um, you know discernment huh. hence discerning consciousness of course because of course I'm going to put that in Becoming there sorry consciousness yeah yeah conscious of discernment because you know for me the fundamentals of the spiritual path or walking your path is yes. about self-healing right it's about healing and mm-hmm. I don't mean healing in the sense of just clutching some crystals or mm. you know um, doing a particular practice oh I'm healed I mm. mean actually going deep to the core of an issue within you Mm. and it's like really you're never going to transform yourself Mm. unless Mm. unless you do that are
1: you unless you really know yourself Is what i think you're sure you're you're, you're saying all the way around so if we go to um the very very famous phrase from um the the templars it's man know thyself
0: sure yeah
1: and the whole journey is is to get to know who you are at your core, mm. and that's the journey that helps you start to look at discernment and judgment or understand or yourself. Or they might
0: call it the inner temple, if you will, our inner yes, temple.
1: Of course, they do. Yes, mm. which is very mystical mm. phraseology. It is. Yeah. I love mystical phraseology, mm. but it's quite important to see it in a very grounded, down to earth sure. way an everyday modern term. Mm modern terms um and that of course that's what we're doing now we're seeing it in a very modern and that, and that
0: also springs term. to mind because of also haven't recently lived in bristol you've got bristol temple mead uh the, you know station so obviously you're thinking of the temple and the esoteric meaning of that that's why it just kind of sprang to my yeah, mind
1: yeah and that you'll find those places all over europe yeah, won't you
0: absolutely. um
1: yes um i think that i don't know how many people are listening that are um in uh UK but for those of you who might have seen on television a, a series of programmes of some well known faces on television walking um um the road in Spain oh, right, yeah. to the Compostela. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the pilgrimage walk yeah. and it's very interesting listening on all of the struggles that they went through. Mm um so some people needed to really put themselves on a pilgrimage and that's what pilgrimages are all about be so really it's,
0: shunted because
1: you do get to your core you get sure. to your frailties you get to your fears you get to your hopes dreams and wishes as you walk through them and that's the journey inwards that you were talking about however anybody does it through what religion they
0: do it in it doesn't Thank you matter for that. and also this is a nice little segue into what we intend to also do one episode of this um walk a mile in my moccasins is we will cover that disquiet or misconception that people have maybe when they feel like they're not quite walking the path they you know they've, they've got all the they do all the practices they might do the meditations they might go to the you know the workshops they might go to the retreats they might feel that they have a teacher or a guru whatever mm-hmm. whoever that is but they still feel in their essence they're maybe not Really they haven't getting...
1: found that centre, yeah. they haven't found who and they then, are. And so that's
0: an issue that we hope to address in this yeah. series as well, because yeah. I think it's, it's very yeah. easy in this world, in the internet world, to feel that the, we're really on the path, when really maybe we're just misconceiving or we're, we're mm. um, how should we say you know deluding ourselves it's very Mm. easy isn't it to to, to be confused or confuse ourselves
1: let me then give you that little story of something i experienced a while ago apologies if i've already told this story i do tend to repeat my (laughs) stories that is very shamanic by the way or oral teaching is right repeating (laughs) stories of experiences um and i found myself slipping into that quite naturally which is a bit scary but we'll allow that thank you But it's um, when um, somebody asked me, uh, somebody was in a, 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 a in a, a ground floor flat, and they had the garden, uh, the extended beyond in the rear, mm. um, and they had a really nice summer house uh, in the back. It was a small garden, nice big summer house. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was asked by um, associated people, connecting people, would I come and run a development? evening once yeah. a week in this summer house during a summertime and i said yeah, yeah i can do that that's fine so we went along there was a small group of us women um there in this summer house um and um all right to try and cut the long story short as the light went in the evening there were little fairy lights around the edge inside and of uh, of this summer house so you you it was very 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 low light, mm. um, as the as the darkness outside uh, came came across us, um, and, but there was a really wonderful music uh, system in there, which yeah. was playing very nice meditation music. But instead of us getting into an organised group of meditating, the other women were chatting. So the woman who lived in the flat and the other women that gathered for the group. Um, There was just loads and loads of like female, chatty, gossipy Mm. enjoyment going on. And I was sat on a chair and I was um, feeling myself sinking into sleep. Right. Okay, sinking and sinking into sleep. Coming forward and sinking into sleep. Um, It was such a wonderful feeling to sit there and feeling this complete chill out going on. And I was kept sinking into sort of almost a hovering above sleep. Yeah. Um, And as I got deeper and deeper, what filled my head was somebody shouting at me and it wasn't outside of my head. It was inside of my head shouting at me, warning, 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 wake up, wake up. And I could hear myself answering back in my head saying, no, this is so enjoyable, I'm so relaxed. No, leave me alone, this is so good, just leave me alone, it's fine. Mm -hmm. And the voice in my head got louder and louder saying, warning, danger, warning, danger. Mm -hmm. Um, To a point where I was fighting it for a while and then I suddenly went, oh, my goodness. Uh, And I suddenly realised I'd been taken over literally i could feel my whole body was in the grip of something which in in, immediately terrorized me (laughs) and then realized i was the one that's supposed to know how to deal with these (laughs) things so i had to think come on come on you know get a grip and i did well uh long story short i did jump up and i did do some expressions to what i knew to force this spirit off of me yeah And I was then partially seeing what was around me, which was the physical world, but partly seeing the spiritual world. Mm. And there beside me, crouched was a little old man, absolutely terrorized, seeing me standing there tall, um staring at him he was suddenly very very frightened so at one point i thought it was an evil monster right. turned out to be a frightened little old man yeah. and i looked at him and he's just, he literally was crouching saying please don't hurt me please don't hurt me please don't hurt me which of course i softened immediately and <laughs> didn't oh dear oh dear is this what this big monster oh right and what what's going on what are you doing here he said i live here i live here and i said but why, why are you still here so because it's my place and i want it um and uh i realized i could sense he was a miserable little old bugger while he was living there <laughs> and that he would died recently yeah. and he wasn't giving it up yeah. and so what he was doing was trying to create disruption mm. and i explained to him that you know i went through the process of like cancelling him and saying look really you don't belong here anymore and you need it and then get him to look around for the place of light and people coming to him out of the light and off he went that's fine then I turned to the lady who was living there and said to me tell me just recently I said you haven't been here very long and this man had this elderly man died here recently didn't he and she said yes I've got news for you he's still here (laughs) but she's but she said, yes, he, I said, he, he wasn't good with the neighbours, was he? And she said, no, no, no. For instance, when the if 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 the balls from the children next door came over the fence, he wouldn't give them back. Mm. So what I'm trying to say is, he was so struck with the misery. Mm. It was such heavy duty. It was so produced in this environment, mm. in this physical, um, earthly environment that we understand, that we see in front of us. Yeah and he was so de- determined to hang on to it that it kept him here mm. he couldn't go on without letting go does mm. that make sense it does. Yes. so this is what karma is about mm. and like i said before it's possible to work karma that you create in one lifetime in the same lifetime mm. and it's coming to peace and balance and letting go so just bringing us
0: back to um discernment uh versus judgment Mm. and just rounding things up and i
1: was so you see this old man he was judging his neighbors harshly i understand yeah so if i didn't make that clear before i apologize but that is
0: the point so i think we'll sum up now um Mm. so thank you all for listening um we hope you enjoy this new series we brought you a little bit of a an insight um into the different areas that we'll be covering covering um, I hope your um, your input will be uh, valued yes and very interesting Heather
1: and with discernment rather than judgment yes. would be nice yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes.
0: so just to, again just to end you can connect with us on Facebook just go to discerning consciousness on Facebook you can message us on there if you have any ideas for future shows or if you want to um, make any input negative or positive uh, we accept it all. So um, uh, please do that. So, yeah, and in the near future, obviously, we'll be bringing the next episode on this series to walk a while in my moccasins. Mm. So thank you again, Heather, for being on the show. Thank and you. And thank Aunt. you all for listening. We're signing off now. Goodbye.
1: Bye.